Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Happy holidays once again. Welcome into lightninginsider.com, the podcast. Eric Rowlandson from lightninginsider.com, your host. Just uh, some quick thoughts following what honestly might be, end up being the best regular season game you might see all year. Certainly the best one we've seen to this point. And for a game in December you know you don't usually get this type of quality from both teams, right? Like, it's just after the holidays. You're not quite to the midpoint of the season. And a lot of times you tend not to get these type of games in December. But we certainly got a high-intense, fun, back-and-forth, up-and-down kind of game from, of course, the same two teams that met in the Eastern Conference Final last year, won by Tampa Bay in six games. And for a game that only featured two goals, not counting the shootout, of course, this was about as exciting as it gets. Great intensity, some physicality at play, great goaltending, a really good pace, it's just two really, really good teams that it honestly felt like a playoff game, maybe a little bit more wide open than a playoff game, but everything else about this had that type of feel. And credit to the Lightning here because, you know, they played last night against a team that, let's face it, is inferior, a game in which Tampa Bay dominated the shot clock, the possession clock, the scoreboard, everything about that game, the Lightning dominated. And um, it it wasn't uh, anywhere near as intense as, you know, this game was tonight. So to come back 24 hours later and face a team in New York that was coming off a shutout loss on home ice, The coaching staff was not happy. They put them through a hard skate yesterday before they flew here to Tampa to get ready for the game. So you knew they were going to respond. Their their game was going to be up. So the Lightning had to get their game up. And while I think the Lightning probably had a few more defensive breakdowns in this game than the Rangers did, the quality of chances that the Lightning created were at a higher quality than what the Rangers did. If that makes any sense. So, like, when the the Lightning had possession, they created the better chances. 
but the Lightning's breakdown gave the Rangers chances. And, and that's kind of how you get this type of a game between two, again, really, really good teams. And, you know, the Rangers, too, I was chatting with Dave Michigan on the way down uh, out of the building after the game. And, you know, the Rangers are the, the Metro Division. If anybody's taking a peek over at what's going on in the Metro Division, like the Rangers currently sit in fifth place. And there's a six-point gap between first and fifth where the Rangers sit. And somebody in that division is missing the playoffs. Other than the Flyers. Right? Washington has played above their heads. The Devils have played above their heads. The Islanders are right there. The Penguins are right there. Carolina's on a bender right now. They've actually surpassed the Devils in the standings. And... You know, if the Rangers don't keep pace, they could find themselves, you know, potentially not making the playoffs. Or all it takes is one bad stretch. And the Rangers are kind of in a bad stretch right now. You know, they came into this game having won eight out of ten, but they've lost two of their last three. Now, three of their last four, if you want to count this as a loss, even though it's technically in a different column under the overtime loss category. So you knew that this was going to be a game where the Rangers were going to want to put their best skate forward and the Lightning, having played the night before, were going to have to do it. They were going to have to match it. They were going to have to be up to that level. And other than maybe for a couple of shifts where the Rangers had them hemmed in a little bit, you know, I thought the Lightning were up for this game. Uh, I felt that their intensity was in the right spot, their compete level was at a high enough level. And, and, you know, you know when you've got Andre Vasilevsky facing off against Igor Shosturkin, you know, it's arguably the two best goalies in the league by far going up against each other. So you're not probably going to get many, many goals. You might get chances. And I think both teams had chances in this game. But you might not get many goals. And both goalies were on their game. I think Vasilevsky had to come up with a couple of the more tougher saves. And the Rangers, I think, I think it counted three breakaways the Rangers had in this game. One of them he poke-checked away so a shot never got on. But he, you know, he stopped the other two. So he was, uh, he was at a high level. And he's been at a high level. I, I know we've, we've talked various points throughout the year that maybe he's not up to his level of play he's there now he's allowed two or fewer goals I think in eight straight games now and 10 out of the last 11 the only game he started this month in which he's given up more than two goals came against Toronto and that's when he gave up three So he is definitely on his game right now, doing what he does best to give his team a chance to win games. And, you know, Shosturkin did the same thing for the Rangers tonight. And honestly, it's, it's the type of game where neither team deserved to lose. But somebody has to come away as the quote unquote winner, which is why we still have shootouts in the league. 
Never been a fan of shootouts. Never will be a fan of shootouts. I think it's a terrible way to decide a game, but they are part of the game and they are important points to pick up when you have the opportunity. And it's just the second uh, shootout game this year for Tampa Bay. It was Alex Kalorn that ended up with the winner. Steven Stamkos scored in round one. Rangers tied it up in the third round and uh, ended up being Kalorn with the winner. First career conversion for Alex Kalorn had been 0 for 3 previously in his career. Uh, So the first shootout decider of Kalorn's career, obviously as it was his first career shootout conversion um, to this point. Kind of a surprise to see him go out. You know, they'd already used uh, Stamkos and Point and Kucherov and Colton. So, you know, Kalorn was the next guy over the boards and uh, the Rangers weren't unable, unable to tie and get that game. A couple of things about this game. Um, not a lot of penalties called. Rangers had two power play, well, three power plays. Lightning only had one, and that one came in the first period. And this is where... You know, things probably frustrate fans, coaches, people who follow the game about consistency of calls. There was a ton not called in this game, including a third period situation where Nikita Kucherov was uh, appeared to have been taken down from behind by Jacob Truba in the offensive zone. And, and I'll be honest with you, at live speed in the building, it looked like Kucherov was a soccer player trying to draw contract, uh, contact from behind, which he did. Uh, but went uncalled. And, and then in the overtime, Victor Hedman gets called for a tripping penalty where he didn't commit a trip. As a player tried to go around him, avoid the check, avoid the contact, uh, and went flying and uh, ended up drawing the call that gave the Rangers a power play. Fortunately, the Lightning got through it. It's a four-on-three, remember, in the overtime. Uh, they got through it without Victor Hedman, who was called for the penalty, and without Eric Chernak, because Eric Chernak left the game in the first period and did not return. I don't have an update on him yet. Uh, I'll have something on the website after I post it. So if you're a subscriber to lightninginsider.com, it will be um, uh, included in the game recap that uh, I have up on the site. So, uh, again, Chernacki got hit by Sammy Bly. Didn't look like a hard hit. Kind of a, you know, face-to-face hit. But Chernak was not happy. He got over to the bench area and threw a stick down the tunnel, which <laughs> dangerous. But he threw the stick down the tunnel, was hunched over when he got to the bench and immediately went down the tunnel and did not return. So he did not play the rest of the game. So he played the final two periods on the second half of a back-to-back with five defensemen. So they kill off that penalty with no Hedman and no Chernak, which left Cole Sergachev 
Perbix, Nick Perbix, and uh, Zach Bogosian as your four defensemen trying to kill off that penalty, uh, which they did. So good job by the penalty killers to kind of get that game to a shootout and, and put Tampa Bay in a position to pick up the extra point and get that um, notch in the W column as opposed to the OTL column in that situation. Uh, touched on Andre Vasilevsky again in uh, in in a nice little run here for him right now. Uh, Braden Point again scores a goal, two goals last night, one goal tonight. Uh, reached 20 goals on the season, first Lightning player to reach 20 on the year. Uh, has a um, goal in seven straight home games, by the way, which ties Nikita Kucherov for the franchise record for consecutive home games with a goal. So he's playing well right now. We saw in the second period the lines mixed up again. They were a little different to start the game. You had Hagel with Point Kucherov. That stayed the same. But you had Anthony Sorelli with Steven Stamkos and Alex Kalorn. Nick Paul was with Ross Colton and Pat Maroon. And then by midway through the second and then for the third, Stamkos moved up to play with Point Kucherov. It was actually that line, that trio that ended up getting the tying goal. Uh, Kucherov picking up the secondary assist. Stamkos the primary assist on that tying goal early in the third. And Hagel moved to play with Sorelli and Kalorn. Uh, so a lot of shuffling still going on. And now we'll have to see what the situation is with Chernak. You know, you've got two extra defensemen you're carrying. Cal Foote is a right-handed shot. And Hal uh, Hayden Fleury is a lefty. Uh, so you've got, you know, one of those two guys will see some time if Chernak is unable to go. Lightning are off until New Year's Eve. That New Year's Eve game, by the way, is a 5 o'clock start. It was previously a 7 o'clock game, but it's now a 5 o'clock game. So in case you didn't get that memo, uh, don't be late. You only catch a little bit of the action. Uh, so five o'clock start on Saturday against Arizona, and and this is there's two things here. First of all, starting Vasilevsky on back-to-back nights. Not the first time it's happened, but John Cooper doesn't do it very often. Franz John, the, the goalie coach, they don't do it very often in these situations. But you know, talking myself through it throughout the day eight days between games for Vasilevsky because of the postponement in Buffalo. Didn't see a ton of action on Tuesday against Montreal. and not Certainly not a lot of heavy action, not like he did tonight. So it made sense to see him play again tonight and not Brian Elliott. Curious to see who goes in net on Saturday. I think conventional wisdom tells you Elliott because he hasn't played now for eight days himself and if he doesn't play on Saturday now you're talking almost two weeks between starts whether he starts in Chicago or in Minnesota on the road trip which there's there's the question mark right there first of all Saturday has the makings of an emotional letdown game because you play this game tonight, this intense playoff style game against the Rangers 
and now you're going to come back two nights later and face the Arizona Coyotes. And this is not any sort of a disrespect to the Coyotes. But they're not they're not an elite team. They're not a high-level team. They work hard, and they got some guys with skill that can beat you. You know, they've taken teams by surprise this year. But coming off this game, Saturday just has the feel of an emotional letdown. So if you have that emotional letdown, which goalie's in that? If you if you think that, if you're the coaching staff, and you think, oh, man, Saturday might be an emotional letdown. Do you play Elliott or do you play Vasilevsky? Does that factor into your decision-making? Does it matter if that's the way you feel? Do you have a rotation? Do you have a, a way of letting things go? Because we know the... The way that they operate when it comes to their goaltending is they don't want to see Brian Elliott sit for too long. And then you look ahead to the road trip, because we've seen this before, where Elliott would start the front half and Vasilevsky starts the second half. We've seen that a few times too, whether it was him or whether it was McElhaney, when Curtis McElhaney was here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So there's a few things to kind of keep in mind there as we kind of look ahead over the next week about how does a goaltending situation go? Because if you start Elliott on Saturday, do you start him in Chicago? I don't know if you give Elliott two straight starts. I don't know if you do. But I think I would probably want Vasilevsky for the game in Minnesota, which I don't know why. That's a tough building for Tampa Bay to win games in. It, it just, it's just tough for them to win games in Minnesota. And the Wild are a good team this year. And they're a very good home team this year. So it's a tough building to win in. So do you go with or go against the coaching uh, 101 and say that you're – you're going to start your number one in the back um, in the back-to-back situation against the tougher opponent, or because of how things have gone in there historically, and you know you you want to use the term scheduled loss. I don't know if it's a scheduled loss. I mean, Chicago to Minnesota is not a long trip by any stretch, but do do you start? Vazzy on the front end. If you start Elliott on Saturday, do you start Vasilevsky on the front end against Chicago and then Elliott again? It's 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 an interesting thing. It's an interesting conversation to have, and I'd love to be a fly on the wall listening to the coaching staff discuss this over the next uh, 24 hours before deciding on a starter. Because I, I, you can make an argument either way. You can make a, uh, an argument that one or the other makes more sense. And I don't know which one I'm talking myself into here, as I go through the scenarios in my head, I would almost start Vasilevsky on Saturday. 
You start Vazzy on Saturday, and then he has three days off because they don't play again until Tuesday. Elliot starts Tuesday in Chicago, and Vasilevsky starts Wednesday. Now, the flip side of that is that Elliot would then be 13 days between starts. Right, He had the start in Detroit on the 21st, which was a Wednesday. And then we get the start here on the 3rd in uh, Chicago, which is a Wednesday. It's a Tuesday, rather. So I, I don't know. I don't know which way I'd lean, but I'm, I'm very curious and interested to see which way the coaching staff goes with this, uh, with their goaltending situation. And, of course, we'll await word on the status of Eric Chernak over the next couple of days. Um, you know, on, honestly, when you see a player react like that, it's not usually a good sign. They know something right away. I mean, we saw that with Braden Point in the playoffs last year, right? When he hurt himself in Game 7 against Toronto, he knew. He knew something was wrong. And um, players know. Players usually know. So uh, got no update from the team during the game. So we'll see what, uh, no practice on Friday. The team is off, so they'll come back and, and get ready for the game um, on Saturday against the Coyotes. Uh, so no update injury-wise. Um, you know, whatever came out of the game on Thursday is the only update we have kind of moving forward. So uh, we'll see things where things sit with, uh, with Chernak. But, again, a very exciting 1-1 game. The Lightning win it in a shootout. Alex Kalorn with the shootout deciding goal. His first career shutout, uh, shootout, <laughs> shootout goal. 0 for 3 previously. So he ends up earning the Lightning the extra point. And Andre Vasilevsky was spectacular. Match at the other end by Igor Shosturkin. And again, I don't know that you're going to get a better regular season game this year. We might. Still 50 games to go. Just under 50 games to go, so there's still a lot of runway left. But that was about as fun of a game as you're going to see live and in person or on television or listen to it on the radio. The back and forth, everything that went on in that game, it really, really was a lot of fun to watch that game. You could feel the intensity. You could you could see it on the ice. You could It bubbled all the way up to the press box area, you could tell. So that was just a fun, fun game. Uh, to be around and the lighting come out on top for two key points because there's a chance here to kind of get on a little bit of a run. You drop the two games there before the Christmas break. You don't feel good about it, but you talked about being refreshed and renewed. They showed it these last two nights because they came out and did exactly what they needed to do against the Montreal Canadiens and dominated that game and and came away with, I'm not going to say an easy 4-1 to victory, but, you know, it's, it's as... It's as much as you can get through a game lopsided like that and, and kind of roll your lines and roll your defensive pairings and not overtax guys to come back the next night and face a, a very hungry and uh, very good New York Rangers team that you knew was going to put their best foot forward. Uh, and they did, and the lighting matched it and found a way to come out with the victory. And now you have, again, an Arizona team on Saturday, not among the league's elite, which is why you worry about a letdown game. And then you've got a game in Chicago, and Chicago is is not good this year. Still got talent, still got dangerous talent, right? Jonathan Kays, Patrick Kane, they can still beat you. 
but they're not a very good team. They've had a very hard month of December. So you would have to think that that's a game you need to go in and win and pick up two points in. And then you've got two tough games against Minnesota and uh, Winnipeg to finish out that road trip. So a little chance to get on a little bit of a run here, and um, the goaltending is going to be interesting, especially with the way that Andre Vasilevsky is playing. But I felt it was a little interesting after the game, listening to him when he was asked about how he felt playing on back-to-back nights. And he said he was fine until the overtime, the power play in overtime, and then he felt a little off his game. Uh, so if, if you're reading into that, that tells you maybe Elliott gets the nod uh, on Saturday, but uh, we'll see what the next couple of days bring. All right, uh, be back with you after the game on Saturday against Arizona on New Year's Eve. Again, that's a 5 o'clock start. Me and Chief will be on the air on the strike, 102.5 HD2 or Lightning Radio 24-7 on TuneIn at 4 o'clock for the pregame skate show. Uh, so listen for that. And again, if you're not a subscriber to my podcast or you know somebody who wants to subscribe to the podcast, it's important for me to you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, if you like these podcasts, if you like my Twitter feed, you know, I have to find ways to stay involved in it uh, and still find a way to make a little bit of a living off of it. So you have any consideration of becoming a subscriber if you're not already. Use the, the code PODCAST, $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription. Uh, again, PODCAST in the coupon code, in the promo code area. When you sign up for a new subscription, give you $10 off your first year. All right, that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, thanks, everybody, as always, for listening. And be safe, and we'll talk soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.